Hello and welcome back to Geek Culture. I am your host, Caden Aiello, and I'm happy for all you guys to be listening to this second episode today. Um, quickly, I really want to um, thank all you guys for listening to the first episode. That episode has over 70 plays right now across uh, across Anchor and Spotify. Those are the two main big platforms that we are on right now. Um, but I, I want to, uh, thank you all just for listening to Geek Culture. It is, it is a awesome, awesome thing to be making this podcast for all of you. And I'm glad that you all like listening to it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so we have, yeah, so 70 plays on the first episode of Geek Culture. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty, pretty crazy. Um, and, and we have like 105 plays overall combining the two first episodes. So I'm, I'm very, very proud of that. So thank you all for listening. And um, today we're going to be talking about a bunch of things. We're going to be talking about D23. I'm going to be talking about Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the the new movie, the new Guillermo... Yeah, sorry. Guillermo... I don't know how to say his ma- name. I'm just going to say Del Toro movie. Del Toro movie. His, his new movie. Um, you can talk about that because I saw that this past weekend. And um, we're also going to talk about some of the new props that are out at HHN because it is opening in less than a week now. Maybe a little bit more than a week. Yeah, like like two days more than a week. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I'm very excited to be talking about that today. Um, let's just jump right into our first topic. So D23. Happened uh, this past weekend. Yes, this past weekend, uh, D23 has happened, and it is behind us. But a bunch of news has come out of it. It's uh, it's insane. It's insane. The news that has come out of D23 is insane. So kicking it right off the bat, Ewan McGregor returns as Obi Wan Kenobi in the brand new Obi Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series that will be on uh, Disney Plus. Um. We don't know the official title, I, I don't believe. Um, but yeah, so uh, Ewan McGregor, which if you didn't know, is the, um, is the actor who played um, Obi-Wan Kenobi in the prequels. And if you guys did watch the prequels, because I know some people despise them, you will at least know that Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi was, all, like, was one of, if not the best thing to come out of the prequels, the Star Wars prequels. Um, I especially liked his um, scenes with Grievous in episode three, because I I don't know why, but I really have a soft spot for episode three of Star Wars, um, Revenge of the Sith, if you don't know. But um, everyone thinks, like, out, out of the three prequels, out of uh, Phantom Menace, out of Clone Wars, and Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith is the one that gets the most quote-unquote praise. It's the one that fans, like, tolerate. They tolerate Revenge of the Sith. Doesn't mean that they like it. Doesn't mean that they hate it. They tolerate it. (laughs) Um, But I was a really, really big fan of Revenge of the Sith. Um, The ending, you know, Darth Vader yelling, No! That's stupid. But... I, a lot of the battle scenes and Grievous, definitely Grievous. I love Grievous. He's like one of my favorite Star Wars villains. And like, um, yeah, Grievous and Obi-Wan Kenobi in that movie 
were some of the best scenes and some of the coolest scenes in Star Wars. Um, to me, at least. To me, to me. Um, but yeah, I'm very, very excited about this uh, brand new news. And I'm very excited for the Kenobi um, series coming to Disney+. Plus Because that is like... Because I'm, I'm guessing it's going to take place right after Revenge of the Sith. Or it's going to take in place in between Revenge of the Sith and um, New Hope. Because, you know, he has to grow old. So that, like, that that's like 20 years worth of, you know, explaining. What if we see uh, Darth Maul? That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Um, we also got a little bit of news. Mostly just the uh, release date of Black Panther 2 um, from Marvel. Um, got a brand new, uh, got a release date for that, which is May 6th, 2022. Um, very excited for Black Panther 2. I really did enjoy the first Black Panther. I wasn't the biggest, like, I wasn't, like, a fan of, like, oh my god, this is the coolest movie ever! You know, like, a lot of people were. But I did like what it did, and I did like how it, um, showed African-American culture in a Marvel movie, in a in a superhero movie. So I really did enjoy that aspect of it. Um, I'm excited to see um, Ryan Coogler uh, Ryan Coogler return to, uh, as director for the sequel, and I'm just excited to see all of our favorite Wakandan characters back at it again in this new sequel. Um, so yeah, that that we didn't get much, we didn't get too many details on that. Um, mostly just, uh, just saying that, hey, it's, it's still coming, and we did get a, uh, like a, uh, makeshift, not makeshift, but, um, um, unofficial title, well, I mean, an unofficial, like, uh, you know, logo for it, because that's not, that's definitely not, probably gonna not be the final logo, it's probably gonna have, like, a subtitle or something, because there's rumors about it being about, like, Neymar, um, which is, like, basically the, um, the evil, Marvel version of uh, uh, Aquaman, so it might have Neymar as the villain, but that's a rumor, and um, yeah, we don't know yet. So, um, something else that we did get this past weekend, or not, not this past weekend, um, but Monday was a brand new The Rise of the Skywalker Star Wars trailer. Or we got, it's called a special look, but it's, it's, it's more or less a trailer. More or less another teaser, because half of the uh, quote-unquote trailer was just a bunch of clips from old Star Wars movies. But nonetheless, we did get new footage, and boy did it reveal some stuff. Boy did it show off some awesome aspects of this new movie that I'm very, very excited about. So, starting right off the bat, the thing that everyone's talking about, and everyone's com uh, completely... Um, obsessed over is obviously evil C-3PO. What, what's up with him? Like, wh why does he have red eyes? It makes no sense. If you haven't seen the trailer yet, I highly suggest that you go and see the trailer because it is it 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 raises a lot of questions about C-3PO. What what's going on with him? What's going on with him? I, I really I'm, re I'm really curious about C-3PO. Oh and yeah, um, I guess uh, I guess Ray is turning evil as well. But <laughs> but um uh. Aside from that, uh, yeah, so Ray, Ray at the end of the trailer, what everyone is really talking about, not C-3PO for some reason, I don't know why, I'm actually kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm more, I'm more obsessed over why C-3PO is turning evil than why Ray is, you know, <laughs> um, but nonetheless, uh, Ray is, was depicted as turning evil in this new sequel to, um, 
in this new in this final installment to this third trilogy. Um, I honestly think it's either a four stream um, or a um, a four stream or it's just like a vision or something like that. Because if they actually turn her evil, I'll be very surprised with what they do with it. Because there's a lot, but there's a bunch of theories going around. There's there's some saying he's a clone, four stream. Some people are even saying that she's like a she's a twin. But then again, I, I'm not. I'm more on the side of clone or four stream because if it's a twin, you don't really want to complicate your final installment to a three trilogy story. You know, you don't want to complicate it by adding in a brand new character which has a relation to the main character, and it kind of just gets all a little crazy. Like it complicates things, but um, yeah. So I'm I'm very excited to see what what happens with that, and I'm very excited to see the emperor return. Um, I'm I'm very excited to see how because I I bet the emperor is gonna be behind all of this uh cloning or um forced dreaming or whatever you know. But um, also with the Star Wars trailers, we also got the first trailer to the Mandalorian which uh, premieres November 12th on Disney Plus and boy th this this is exciting. I I didn't I wasn't too hyped for it. Um when you know when it was announced. I mean, I was like, "Oh, we're getting a bounty hunter show. That's pretty cool." Um but seeing the trailer, it looks like it's going to be a little graphic. A like a little graphic, not too graphic obviously. It's Star Wars, but it's going to be a little graphic. I mean, the trailer cut away at this part. But I hope, hopefully, we kind of, we kind of, like, like hear it happen. But there's a part uh, where, in the, in the trailer, there's a part in the trailer where the Mandalorian, like, pushes this guy into a, into a sliding door. And then the trailer cuts as the circle door is closing in on its spiral self. And the guy's still in the middle of the, of the, um, the guy's still in the middle of the, of the door. So it's implied that he gets his whole center just chopped right off and now that i'm thinking about it that wouldn't be too graphic because we have i mean just snoke just yeeted himself off of his chair by getting his upper torso just ripped off um but yeah so i'm very very excited to see what the mandalorian has to offer and um yeah i'm very excited to see what the story is if you hear that that was my that was my that was poppy poppy hello <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm very, very excited to see what the Mandalorian has to offer. Um, moving on to other news. Um, other news that we have was that Epcot is getting a whole... Is, I mean, we already knew that Epcot was getting a whole redone. Like, it, it was it, like it was going over a multi-year, uh, I guess, refurbishment? Refurbishment wouldn't be the right word, right? No. Expansion? Expansion's a better word. Um, but we're, we're getting new stuff added into uh, Epcot. It's, it's totally changing. And it's changing in its neighborhoods. So if you don't know already, the two neighborhoods that exist right now, or lands, are the World Showcase, which is located in the back of Epcot, and um, Future World, which is located in the center of Epcot. And both of them have their unique, um, their unique um, attractions and their unique exhibits and stuff like that. But we have gotten news that it will be turning into four neighborhoods or four lands. 
So this the world showcase is, is remaining the same, obviously. But um the future world is getting split into three areas. Getting split into let's see if I can remember this. World celebration, world nature, and world discovery. I think I nailed that. Boom, nailed it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so those, so world nature, world celebration, and world discovery are going to be the three brand new areas. Um, with these brand new areas, and it means that these, these future worlds getting a whole refurbishment and whole, like, tear down and building back up. There's, like, a bunch of stuff going on with future world that this is the, that, that, that's basically the biggest part of this expansion. Future World is totally getting redone. Um, what we know is that in World of Nature, which is located where the Finding Nemo ride, the Living with the Seas place is, and the, and the land, the land pavilion, and Journey to Imagination, that, that entire area will be getting a Moana attraction, a Moana walkthrough attraction called Journey of, Journey of Water? Yeah, Journey of Water is the name of the new walkthrough attraction, the new Moana walkthrough attraction, where you're able to control the water somehow. I'm actually interested to see how you're able to, like, literally control the water. I, I mean, I bet you're not going to be, lit like, you're not going to literally control the water. Because, I mean, honestly, how, how would you do that? Like, literally become a water god right there on the spot? Like, oh, you're a water god now! Beep! Um... But yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how they are able to do that and how they're able to um, push people through the attraction. Because, you know, it's going to be, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing this is going to be, it's kind of going to be like a, um, um, a, a, clo like a closed in kind of space with these like little activities and exhibits for people, for guests to interact with. And I'm actually interested to see how they flow that, like how they, how, how the people don't just stay in there. Cause I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I bet the average or like the normal guest won't just sit in there and be like, "I'm gonna sit in this attraction and I'm gonna listen to the water flow." <laughs> no, um, they 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 won't do that. But I'm I'm just interested to see if like if there's like people who do just stay there, how will they be able to you know give them the flow through? Um. So yeah, so we don't know too much about the Moana attraction except for some concept art um, that was released at the event. Um, on to other news about Epcot. Um, we finally got the title for the brand new uh, Galaxy uh, Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster, which will be called Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. I love that title a lot. I really, really love that title. That title sounds like really like 80s-esque and if you look at the like if you look at the logo it does look pretty 80s-esque with the rewind having two like little rewind symbols like a vhs or something like that um but i'm very excited for this roller coaster and i really wish it was opening next year i, w I really wish it was because i really want to write it but it is it will be open in time for uh walt disney world's 50 50th anniversary which is in 2021, so it's coming out in 2021. Um, also, two other big things. The Ratatouille ride that was announced a while back ago to be in the Paris Pavilion will be open by summer of next year. <laughs> I'm so excited for this ride. I know it's a direct copy of the Paris one, 
but I've never been on the Paris one, and um, I'm just excited to see those sets in person. And um, I, I really, I, I don't think I've ever been on a trackless ride. I don't think I've ever, ever been on a trackless ride, except for, um, like, Antarctica at SeaWorld, but that, I don't count that as a trackless ride. I, I mean, no, it is, but it doesn't, I don't think it brings the, the, um, the trackless, the trackless, uh, ride system to its full potential. Um, there's a lot of problems with that ride. <laughs> Mostly because it's, like, it's really short. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get into that later, but <laughs> probably in my ramble, but, uh, we'll talk about the Antarctica ride later. Cause I had some, I had some, I was talking about it I mean, at school. A while, a while ago, but uh, yeah, we won't go too into that. So anyway, but I'm really excited to go on the Ratatouille Remy's Adventure or Remy Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. I think it's Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. I don't know. That sounds that has a better ring to it. I don't know, but I'm excited to go on that ride. Very very excited to see all the dark ride sets and stuff that they have in that ride. Just very, very excited. The other attraction news is going to be in the UK Pavilion, and it has been long rumored to come to the UK Pavilion. And that is a Mary Poppins land is coming to the uh, to the to the UK Pavilion. The, uh, it, to, by the looks of it, it looks like they're expanding it. It's not going to be like a total remaster. They're they're they're, they're going to expand expand it in the back. Um. But I'm excited to see what they do with it. Like, this is one that I'm just very excited to see. I'm just curious about, mostly. Very curious to see what they do with the attraction. Because, I mean, they're they're doing an attraction. Because I think that's what it was said. Um, because it's because in the, in the details that I've read and stuff and videos that I've watched said that there's going to be, um, like, an innovative like, a immersive attraction along with the land, um, do not quote me on that, <laughs> but I, that's what I've, that's what I've read and seen multiple places that, uh, that's what they have said, um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what the attraction will be, and I'm excited to see how they, uh, put Cherry Tree Lane into the UK Pavilion, uh, that was a big announcement, so, yeah, I'm very, very excited, excited to see that, um, another news regarding D23, we also got in the news of three, count them, three brand new, uh, Disney Plus Marvel shows coming to Disney Plus. Um, three being Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, um, and, um, what is it, uh, She-Hulk. Those three new shows are going to be debuting, um, in Phase 4? I think it was in Phase 4. Yeah, they they are going to be a part of Phase 4. Um, af- like, they're going to be coming out way after all of the other shows have debuted and stuff. But um, I'm very, very excited for Moon Knight, specifically. I'm a big... Like, I've never... Okay. I don't read a lot of comics. I'm getting back into comics. Um, I'm getting back into comics, but um, I really like the idea of Moon Knight. Especially Marvel Batman. But he looks cooler. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to diss a Batman because he looks really, really cool. I'm just. I'm just plussing that. That, that should be a big plus on Moon Knight because Moon Knight looks sick. He looks really sick. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited to see what they do with the Moon Knight show. Very, very excited. Um, 
on into other news. Uh, we got the official na name for the uh, Avengers Campus that's coming to um, Disney California Adventure. It's going to be called Avengers Campus. And we'll have two attractions eventually. Um, one of them will be open on opening day of next year because it's supposed to it's supposed to be open by next year, which will be the Spider-Man attraction. And I'm gonna be totally honest. <laughs> be totally honest. The pictures that they put, the concept are pictures. Then again, they are just pictures, so don't don't like say that like you know. I'm 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 gonna like I'm gonna love it when it comes out or whatever. But um, they are just pictures, so this could definitely change. But but look at the pictures. It doesn't look that good. <laughs> um, it doesn't look like the cool attraction that I feel like a bunch of people were waiting for. Uh, I've already been on one of these attractions, on, on a similar one of these attractions. So in the concept art, if you've seen it, uh, I'll describe it for you. So you have this little cart full of four people. At least that's four people is what we could see. And they're, sh they're, like, putting their arms out of the vehicle to shoot webs onto these little things called spider bots. Because basically the entire story of the attraction or what they gave away was um, these little things called spider bots went haywire at this convention that you're at. And you have to help Spider-Man ramble them all up and web them all up. Uh, the story itself isn't really that cool. <laughs> I'm going to be totally honest. It's like, um, it, it isn't really that cool. Even the attraction that's similar to the one that they, like, described for this attraction, which was the Ninjago ride at Legoland, which, if you haven't been to Legoland, and, like, you think that it's a little bit of a kiddie kind of theme park, please go to Legoland. It's so fun. It's a really fun time. Um, I've been probably about five times. Six times, maybe? I, I love it there. It's just a really... It's a really nice and just... I guess cozy. It's a, it's a cozy theme park. It's a nice, nice, cozy theme park. Definitely, if you... If you're in the Florida area and you're looking for not as busy um, theme parks to go to that, like, aren't Disney and... Um, Disney and uh, Universal, head on over to Legoland. Legoland's a nice, good theme park. Um, it's very, it's, it's not as busy there. Um, it used to be Cypress Gardens, if you remember it all the way back then. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a fun park. I love it a lot. Um, but anyway, so the Ninjago ride there, you basically use, there's motion sensors in the carts that you're in. And they, it's kind of like a Toy Story Mania style, style of ride, where you flick your hands at the screen and then the and then there's like little balls of fire that come out of your hands, and then they shoot these little skeleton dudes that you're trying to fight. You're fighting a bunch of like samurai warriors and stuff like that. Um, really, really fun ride. I I've been on it once, but but um, it was it was it was a little bit recently. Like it was my most recent visit to Legoland, but I I enjoyed the ride a lot. It was really really fun. Um, but that that had a really good story. And, um, it wasn't as, there weren't sets and stuff, which I'm hoping that this new ride will have, like, some sets, but, um, I really think that the story of the ride and the 
technology of the ride doesn't look that cool. Because, <laughs> I mean, I've seen it before um, at Legoland. And um, it was cooler there because you were fighting off, like, you were fighting off, like, samurai warriors and skeleton dudes that got up on your face and stuff. It's a fun ride. That That's a fun ride. So I don't think that spider bots will be, will, uh, be very be very menacing compared to, like, you know, I don't know, the Sinister Six at Universal Orlando Islands of Adventure. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, so I feel like that this new ride that's coming to, the new Spider-Man ride that's coming to the Avengers Campus, which is the official name for it, Avengers Campus, um, will be obviously very, very fun, but not be as good as, you know, I don't know, uh, Spider-Man, Dark Ride, uh, Universal, very, <laughs> the Spider-Man ride, by the way, if you haven't, for some reason, been on the Spider-Man ride, you gotta go ride it, it's a good, it's one of the coolest ride, it is my second favorite ride of all time, of all time, it is my second favorite ride of all time, the, like, mixes screens with sets beautifully, it's, Amazing. Such a good ride. And I can quote the opening of the ride so many times. <laughs> I was about to do it. I was actually about to do it, but then I was like, I might forget mid-sentence, and so I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to claim something and then not do it. So, so we got news about the um, Avengers Campus, and there's also going to be another e-ticket attraction, which will be an Avengers Quinjet experience. So, that sounds fun. I'm excited. I've never been to California, which I'm really hoping to go one day. <laughs> Mom, Dad, please. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm really, really excited. Uh, I'm really, really excited to see this new land and see the, the rides on the YouTube videos. <laughs> so, coming off of the D23 announcements and discussion uh, that we just had, um, I want to talk about... Some other stuff, you know, just some other random stuff. Um, I went to go see uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark this past weekend. And I have a few things to say about it. Um, a lot of positive things, a few negative things. Um, the negative thing being pretty big. <laughs> but um, a lot of good positive things. So, the movie itself was good. It was a good movie. I definitely recommend you go see it. Because it is a very, very good and scary movie. It's a good, scary movie to tell in the dark. Uh, can you tell a movie in the dark? Can you, like, like you're like, you read the screenplay in the dark and you're just like, Sally went and dropped the chair on her finger. And how big is the chair? I don't know. She went and fought the beast of, I, I don't know, um, but you, you read the screenplay in the dark, but, uh, um, the movie itself was pretty good. The monsters were amazing. The monsters and the effects, those were the best parts of this movie. By far, the best parts of this movie. Um, the, some of my favorites were, um, the old white, like, the big giant, the big fat white lady, um, like, a pale lady, not white. <laughs> uh, pale lady. She's very, very fat and pale. And she's, like, walks up to this kid. And totally... Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> spoilers, if you haven't seen the movie. And uh, 
really don't want to get spoiled by this movie. But she, anyway, she walks up to this get kid. And then she totally engulfs him into her stomach. Very, very cool. <laughs> very, very cool effect. Um, and so that was one of my favorites. And also the jangly man. Which, oh god, he's, he's, he's scary. He comes down the chimney in pieces, just rolling up there. Um, yeah, I, uh, I really did not like the jangly man. And, and to know, I, not like as in, I liked that I did not like him, if that makes any sense. But, um, to know that his effects were done... Uh, a little bit with CGI. His, his face was mostly CGI. But a lot of his walking and a lot of his, like, twisting of his arms and a lot of, like, his, like, walking on all fours and stuff was all done... Um, when I say all fours, I mean his hands are behind his head and he lifts his like he lifts his feet, he lifts his toes and his fingers up, and then he just crawls across the floor. It's so weird looking. But to know that's all done practical, that was cool. That was cool. Uh, it was actually a guy from America's Got Talent who um, did the um, contortionist kind of contortionist kind of uh, abilities there um, or effects. So that was really really cool to find out and to uh, know because I actually saw that episode of uh, America's Got Talent where he was on it and he did really really good job there too. So, um, yeah, so I really did like those two in particular. Um, so yeah, th those two, those two and those few and like the monsters in general were just very, very cool and very, very good and well done. But the story and whatever and what intertwined all of the, uh, monsters together and what was able to make them part of the movie was not good. It was not a good uh, plot device. It was not a good plot device to intertwine to get all these characters to be together and stuff. But it was not very good. Not very uh, thought out. There's a lot of plot holes in there. Um, mostly because the ending is kind of ambiguous. It, it opens up a sequel, but it's not well thought out The like the ending is. Um, the ending is not very f well thought out. Um, and now, now that I'm really thinking about it, it's kind of just falling apart. <laughs> um, I still recommend you go see the movie. I, I, I recommend you go, you go see any movie that you may have any questionable things to say about it. Because, like, going a little bit off topic about what we were talking about, the movie, just though we were talking about the movie. I'm going a little bit off of that for a second. Um, if you ever have, and this is, and this is just my advice, I guess, but if you, and then again, I am a 14-year-old child, uh, <laughs> giving out advice, which is not, not the most ideal thing, <laughs> but I will give it out anyway, just in case somebody uses it. Um, if you ever have any negative things to say about a movie, and, like, like questionable things, like, I don't know if this is gonna be good, that should give you a more, a more, like, um, I guess a more, uh, what would be the word? A more wanting to go see it. If you, if, if, if it's something that you skepticize or, yeah, skepti skepticize, I'm going to go with that, skepticize. 
someone knows what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, if, if you're, if you're skeptical, if skeptical about it, if you're skeptical about a movie, um, that should give you more wanting to go see it. Um, because that should just make you like, if you have any questionable things about it, go and resolve your questionable things. See if it's actually that bad or if it's actually really, really good. Like, you know, like, um, always, always make sure that you are taking into account what could be good about the movie and what could be bad. And then that's to anything, but I'm mostly covering movies because that's what we were just talking about. Um, anyway, scary story to tell in the dark. Um, the, the kids were re really well acted in the movie. Very, very good at, uh, child actors. Um, uh, I, I was actually like really, uh, I, I felt the characters. I felt the characters a lot. Whenever, like, some of them, um, spoilers, 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 died, um, I, uh, I, uh, I got, I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't cry, obviously, but, you know, I felt for the characters, I felt what they had lost, um, so that was really good, so, like, the, the acting and the writing in that, in that perspective, and that, like, in that category was very, very good, very, very well done, the characters are very well thought out, except for one, which is like one is like the plot device. There, there's one character plot device called Sarah Bellows, and she's not very thought out. <laughs> her entire backstory and her entire reason why she's in the movie <laughs> is not very very thought out. Um, so yeah, um, that's what I thought about Scary Stories in the Dark. Um, it was a it was an okay movie. It was an okay movie. The, the, I'd I'd go see it again just to see the uh the the creatures and stuff again because they're they're very cool and the effects and all that stuff. But um definitely uh, I do recommend it. It's a it's a it's an okay movie. It's an okay movie. And go and make your own opinions. You know, like don't 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 take my opinion into into whether or not you're gonna cancel your tickets to go see it. <laughs> so coming off of scary stories until the dark, um. I want to touch on a little bit more news because as of today, it is uh, seven o'clock, uh, August 29th. It is the opening day of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios. Um, Disneyland did get theirs um, in May, so they've had it over the summer. We just got it at the end of the summer. Um, but a lot of people deemed Disneyland's Galaxy's Edge as a failure, which I don't really see. I don't see it's a failure. I see it's a misunderstanding. It's a misunderstanding because some of the because Disneyland is a local park, it is a tourist park. There's obviously tourists that go there every year, but it isn't a like a like oh you're going to the USA. It's it yeah, Disneyland must 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 go. Um, no, if you're going to, if you're going to go to a Disney park, people are going to recommend, oh, go to Walt Disney World in Florida. I mean, you know, it's, it's Florida. It's the, it's the tourist centered, centered place of the world. I don't know what I just said, but, um, <laughs> but it's more, but Disneyland is more of a tourist park. It isn't a, no, no, sorry. Disneyland isn't a tourist park. Walt Disney World is. Okay. There we go. We got them balanced out. There we go. <laughs> um, so Disneyland, the, the locals, like, the locals won't understand why can't, why, why can't you, uh, why can't you meet, you know, Luke Skywalker, why can't you meet Han Solo, you know, like, they're not gonna read every single 
uh, Star Wars book and see all the three saw, see all of three references to Batu. <laughs> it has. I haven't even read any Star Wars books. <laughs> I haven't read any of them. Um, but yet I know that Batu is you know something like like it's totally a separate thing. It's part of the takes place in the um, the new trilogy. The first order is within it, um, and yeah, so it's not, it's, it's part of the neutral, it's not part of the old, um, yeah, so that's, that's why you can't, that's why you can't meet Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Darth Vader, you can't meet those people there, because they are, it's part of a totally different story, and what I, what I think it is, it's just a, a Disneyland in, in, I mean, Disneyland's, Batu or Disneyland's uh, Star Wars Land uh, is just a misunderstanding. It's just a total misunderstanding, and just people there just don't go to it. Also, because everyone's expecting there to be huge crowds, which there aren't, and so when people go there, they are like, "What? what where's where's the true? Where's the the Han Solo man? Why isn't the Han Solo driving the?" Millennium Falcon, like, what, what's going on there? Um, but I will think that our Galaxy's Edge is going to be a big, big success. Big success. It actually had to open up 6 a.m. this morning to get everyone in, because everyone was lining up and stuff to get in. And it was big, it was big. Big, big thing. Um, but yeah, so I want to touch on that a little bit, just to end out the episode, just to say, like, don't worry, our Black Spire Outpost, our Batu is going to be totally fine. We don't have to worry about it too much. It's going to be all good in the end. Um, but yeah, so I just kind of wanted to leave it off on that note. I know uh, this episode was a little bit shorter than our last one. It's probably just because I I want to make these episodes at least 40 to 45 minutes. But the first episode was a little bit of an exception because we were talking about Horror Nights. Um, oh, speaking of Horror Nights, I almost forgot! Okay, we got some new props out, my friends. New props out. Got some new props out at Horror Nights. Um, and Arcade has some new props out. It has some arcade machines. has, like, a big, like, game kind of poster out. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for Anarcade. Arcade. Very, very excited. I With the props out now, I'm actually a little bit more excited to for it than I was. So, yeah. The, um, Marathon of Mayhem, uh, uh, show, like, show, um, I guess, stand is up. You're, like, it's it's up at uh, Universal right now. You are able to go under it because, I mean, you know, if you just want to go under it, you're not going into the show, you're just going under it. <laughs> you, you're able to do that. Um, but, um, yeah, so... They have the they have the signage up for that. They do not have the signage up for um for the for like the outside for the IPs and stuff like that because I bet they're going to pull because because the hurricane's coming through soon. Also, I really want to wish all of you a good luck in the hurricane. Hope you all do a fine fine good job uh, protecting yourselves from the hurricane that will be raining on top of us. Um. But yeah, I really want to uh, really want to make sure that you are all uh, safe during the hurricane, and I wish you all good luck. Um, also, we have some new props in Vikings. We got some like skulls on the trees and stuff like that. 
really, really cool stuff. Got some, like, little stages kind of over there, too. Very interested to see what's going on there. And uh, Bandy Ball has a few new props. Uh, I forgot exactly what they are. There's, like, some there's like some uh, vignettes stages along the way. And then there's also, like, curtains and stuff. But, um, yeah. I think that's going to be the end of today's Geek Culture episode. Um, I hope you guys did enjoy this episode. And um, I wish you all good luck during the hurricane. And I will see you guys next time. This is Caden Nyello signing off and wishing you a nice, good weekend.